Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Uh, if you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Mm-hmm. And before we start, let me give a huge shout out to some of our donors here. Uh, Danny W, John M, Fran S, and Kim B. Thank you so much Thanks, for all guys. your support. Where do you want to start? Oh, man. This is very early in the day for us to be recording. It really so is. We're caffeine now. I'm right eating now. my breakfast slash lunch. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with one because. If you ask me for my happy story, this is somewhat amusing because it's provided me great joy over the past couple of days okay. and frustration. Uh, and it's a, a somewhat long story. So I'll let me start it this way. We talked a while ago about this. There is a Ten Commandments monument that is going up outside the Arkansas state yeah. capitol. Mm-hmm. And a little quick background about this. They did this in Texas many years ago. Ten command, or I'm sorry, yeah, a Texas monument in ten, uh, outside the Texas state capitol. Yeah. But they surrounded it by a bunch of other displays of law and other types of stuff. And the Supreme Court eventually said, you know what? If you're surrounding it and the Ten Commandments is only part of that, fine. If it's in context. If it's in context, we'll let you get away with that. The same day they announced that, they set a Kentucky Ten Commandments monument outside their courthouse somewhere, which just stood alone, illegal. Yes. Okay, so this is pretty clear. The precedent has been set. Yeah. Earlier this year, or maybe it was last year, like in Oklahoma, they had a similar monument. Cool. That one was deemed illegal by the state Supreme Court before it, you know, had to get anywhere. So anyway, all this happens. And in Arkansas, this state senator named Jason Rapare, he decides we got to get us one of these. You know, with everything that's going on in the world today, <laughs> what I need is a monument. Yes. So he's been spending two years trying to get this thing up. Productive use of yeah. time and taxpayer money. And so they actually passed a proposal. He was, he's trying to figure out how can I get this up there so it won't get struck down by the courts. And he's like, let me do it legislatively instead of just having a random group put it up there or something. The House actually passed a bill and that... And the Senate passed a bill saying, yeah, we get to have a committee decide what goes up outside the courthouse. Mm -hmm. So we get final say. It's like it's not just a religious thing. We get say over any monument that goes up. Definitely not all white Christians. So (laughs) yeah, no problem here. And guess what? The committee they picked unanimously gave approval to the Ten Commandments monument. <laughs> and as soon as that happened, like the Satanists came in and said, "We got a monument for you." <laughs> guess what? The, guess what? Their little committee said to that one: "We welcome all religions because, okay. as a government, we're not allowed to favor one over the other. So please bring your your pen- pentagram." You're slightly off. Okay. They said no. What? So they said no to pretty much everybody. They said no to the atheists who wanted to put up a monument too. And so you could see the basis for a lawsuit here forming. (laughs) And the ACLU was like ready to pounce on this. They were like, as soon as you put that up, we're basically going to sue you. And whatever, Jason Repair doesn't care. So he finally puts up this monument. Uh, This is back in, I think, May-ish, sometime this summer, maybe. Okay. Maybe I'm off by a month. But he puts up the monument. It's up there. It's on the front of the Capitol building. Mm -hmm. And what happens less than 24 hours later... Is this when somebody drove into it? Yup. <laughs> this guy, by the way, a self-proclaimed Christian, drives <laughs> right into the monument, smashes it. It's so... And it's gone. That's bonkers. Yeah. And it's not okay. Like, no, right. no you no, should no, no, never no. do that. 
uh, at least it was not an atheist. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. Can but, you imagine the follow- But hey it guys, was wrong. Hey, atheists, it was don't totally destroy wrong. shit. We, we don't have like the cred to kind of back <laughs> that up. Okay, the Freedom from Religion Foundation even said that day, like, there's no need to resort to criminal behavior to uphold the Constitution. Okay. So yeah, like, no one was saying this is okay. I don't think anyone's blaming atheists mm-hmm. for making that happen. So good. But okay, so that happened. So here's the thing. If you're Jason Repair mm-hmm. and you're the people who wanted this monument, what do you do? You got a second chance to get this right. So what does he do? He goes back to the GoFundMe campaign where he always wanted to raise money for this. I think he had raised a few thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. But after it was destroyed, he's like, you know, if you want to get this thing back up, pitch in. And they start raising a lot of money. Wait a second. Yes. Wouldn't, like, insurance have covered that? So that's an interesting question. Why does he need to raise more money? I wanted to know the answer to... We'll get back to this question. Oh, okay. But I wanted to know, don't they have insurance for this, and wouldn't it be covered? Yeah. But okay, we'll set that aside for a second. They raised a lot of money. By the way, how much does a monument like this cost? I... I've seen numbers provided by, I think, Repair, ranging anywhere from like $16,000 to $26,000, which is a lot. More than I thought. But that's typical for something of this huge size. Mm -hmm. As of today, he's raised about $81,000. So it's a lot. He's covered. He's good. On top of that... We're going to have four monuments. <laughs> on top of that, the people who made God's Not Dead and the sequel and the third one, which is coming out, I think, next year. I haven't seen the sequel yet. Uh-huh. The people who made God's Not Dead said, you know what? We're filming in Arkansas. We're going to chip in, too. Here's $25,000. Cool. So even without the GoFundMe campaign, they pretty much had everything they needed. This for is new- such... A really excellent way to use our money. All to put up this illegal (laughs) monument. But like just in the the wake of everything that's going on in Puerto Rico and Texas and the Gulf Coast. Like Like, really you're like, yeah, $80,000 for garbage is definitely a good use of our time and funds. I'm always hesitant about saying, let me tell you how to spend your money. I know. So fine. But yes, point taken. This is sort of like flagrant, like tossing around of money (laughs) for something that really doesn't matter, like sits icky with me. Yes. And it was, even if none of that stuff happened, mm-hmm. it's still, really? You're giving money for this? Okay, whatever. Right. You're all wrong. It's still going to come down when these lawsuits are filed. Right. So that brings us to today, and this is, like, the story I wanted to bring up and my happy moment. Okay. Um, they're going to put this monument back up. It's been made. Uh-huh. It's going to go back up sometime in the next couple of weeks, according to that senator, Jason Repair. It's going to go back up. So, okay, fine. Last night, I was like... Okay, well, since you're back, I asked him months ago, hey, where's, do you have insurance on this? Yeah. Where's all the fundraising money going to be spent on? Because I think you've raised more than you need. And he sent me a link to the nonprofit group. Uh, Name isn't important, but the nonprofit group that is kind of overseeing the monument. Mm -hmm. And I looked at their website and it, it focuses on this monument. And I saw nothing that says, if we raise more than we need, here's where the money's going doesn't say it it just says you know donate if you want to make this put this monument back up so last night i go back to senator Robert and i'm mm-hmm. like so did you have insurance on this thing you raised way more than you needed where's that money going mm-hmm. i thought these are fair questions completely completely fair i'm not asking for weird information here yeah. and the response i get back from him oh god late last night is this i'm gonna read it in full Go play games somewhere else. <gasps> no! I don't have time for fishing expeditions. Choose to be a journalist or an activist. You aren't very good at the journalist gig. Mm. When you write, be truthful, or you will find out what real journalism can accomplish. Have a good night. Did he just, like, low-level <laughs> threaten you? Nice little blog you have there. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a little weird. And here's the thing. I'm... <laughs> I was like, I didn't ask you. I didn't say give me your home address so I can come talk to you about this. So he's definitely pocketing this money. (laughs) I don't know. And by the way, he also sent me one more message. He's like, I said, I went to the, he actually, the first thing he sent me was a link back to that nonprofit's website. And so I wrote back, I'm like, that only has generic statements about donations, but no actual accounting of the money. Like, I'm just asking you about the insurance and the excess money. He writes back a link to my Kickstarter page for that book we were just writing. Uh And he says, much like yours. As if, like, I didn't keep accounting and tell everyone where all the money was going. So I'm the one being shady. Stop looking at me. 
It's a very Trumpian thing to do. I accused you of something but and you're like, like you're I, worse. On Kickstarters, aren't there like kick, uh, stretch goals and things like that? Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. I We said the money's going for like publishing, shipping. Yeah. Uh, I would like to pay the writer of the book. Yeah. Uh, as of now, I don't know what the shipping and published printing costs are, so mm-hmm. I can't give you anything. Right. When we have that, right. I have no problem sharing that. This is not a secret. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's a difference between the Kickstarter yes. private book I'm funding and the government monument that you're raising money for as a senator and using your title to do. Yeah, that's that's false equivalency. <laughs> I was like, wow, I really made you mad by asking you a pretty basic question about the money. I, I did, and Here's what he could have answered. Here's a totally legit answer. We didn't have insurance, and the monies, any excess money, will go to other Ten Commandments monuments. If you said that, I'd be like, oh, that's a stupid way to w- use your money, but sure. okay, fine. In fact, if you go to the GoFundMe page, it said at one point, like, we're going to try to raise money from multiple monuments, but if you look at the last update, there's like 20 updates to the GoFundMe campaign. The very last update says we've raised $51,000 toward our goal for this monument keep pitching in something like that i'm paraphrasing what is the set goal he has because a hundred thousand no shit which okay fine maybe you're overshooting the mark you know if you want to lose weight i'll go for 50 pounds and if i lose 10 it's like go me because that's what i really wanted to do yeah i get overshooting the mark here but like you didn't need a hundred thousand for this monument and it doesn't he's all he had to say was we're trying to raise money for a lot of monuments he didn't he just like did the weird thinly veiled threat. Yeah, like, that's, that's a weird fucked. response. Now, as we're recording this on Friday afternoon on October 27th, yeah. he actually made a video response, which I briefly to, to on Twitter. So it's technically to everybody. Uh-huh. I listened to it briefly. He did not answer the questions again. And he just kind of said, I'm attacking him for basically being a Christian, which so no, that's he not really the something about you, Hammond. Uh huh. I pissed off a state senator. Dude. You're welcome. We should do another serial podcast about this. (laughs) It's the saddest. It's American Vandal. It's not. It is. This is buck wild. So So. this guy is singling you out because you're asking, I think. Our fair questions. Completely fair questions. Especially if somebody in the, the government who... Yeah, that's crazy. Weird, right? Yeah, that's really weird. And Which the feedback def- I'm getting is from people who are his constituents and uh-huh. who have been following him. It's like, yeah, this is pretty par for the course for him. Really? Yeah. This so he is just does, like, ad hominem attacks? Basically, any criticism of the stuff he does, he flips around to, this is Christian persecution. Wow. It's one of those people. So anyway, we'll see what happens here. <sighs> I have alerted local reporters to be like, this, this seems like weird behavior for a state senator yeah i don't know if they'll bite but like that's just a weird thing but it pleased me that i asked a totally innocent question totally benign too yeah and that set him off whatever yikes on bikes (laughs) that's that's wow so so congratulations arkansas you're gonna put up this monument in a couple weeks it's still gonna be illegal doesn't matter what your legislation said you're still gonna get sued over it yeah like the satanic temple is waiting here's the thing is Maybe that's what that extra money is for, is for so the to lawsuit, mount a lawsuit, which, which is, would be, fu- like, not would be fine, but, like... I don't know if it would be, because, I, I don't know. I have no I idea, know. like, I'm not going to pretend I know anything about the yeah. law, so... But again, just, you could have said that, and then I would have been like, okay, maybe that's okay or not okay, but, like, this is not a weird question. And by the way, he asked in the... In that video that I briefly watched before this, uh-huh. he says something like, I'm not giving you my donor's information. What? Like, I didn't ask you for who's giving you money. Oh, my God. Can we do a response video today? <laughs> if we have time. Yes. So that's that's happening. I'm going to do it with a shaky camera and you have to hold up today's newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, this isn't a conspiracy, ever. right? Oh, oh, man. That's, All right. Wow, that's next level shit. Like, oof. The things we do. All right, let's move on to something happier, like sex education. You're, that's the right reaction to this story. So in Alberta, Canada, mm-hmm. they uh, Catholic schools are funded by the government. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of places like that. And so the problem is when you have the government saying, here's your sex ed curriculum that you have to follow, the Catholics may come back and say, but this goes or... against <laughs> the stuff we believe. 
So the Council of Catholic School Superintendents said, we have an idea. We have a new proposal for an alternative curriculum. And I'm going to tell you what's in their alternative curriculum. And here's what they want to do. They're kind of like the creationists who say, we're not saying you can't teach evolution in school. But when you do, we also want to teach the controversy. Mm -hmm. Here's the sort of things that would be altered in their government-approved curriculum, okay? Instead of teaching that... Here's the state curriculum. The main requirement to have sex, assuming age and all that stuff, is consent. Both yeah. sides have to say yes to it. Hey, that's The Catholic cool. Church oh, says no, 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 uh, no. you can't just say consent because that's just one of many things that matters. You know what also matters? Sex can only occur in an authentic, life-giving relationship embedded within the sacrament of marriage. You got to okay, be wait. straight married to wait. have and want a no, baby to have okay. sex. Authentic, life-giving. Straight. What, what are the exact words they said? Occur in an uh, sex can only occur quote in an authentic life giving relationship embedded within the sacrament of marriage. Sacrament of marriage, so that would impl- so in order to have sex, you need to be Catholic or have been married at a Catholic church. No, no, uh, they just say sex. God only wants you to have sex within the context of marriage. Okay, so just Straight marriage, marriage, marriage in general, life giving. So obviously that is you have to be straight or you know biologically male and female. Mm-hmm. But also the implication there goes further because then we're also looking at if somebody is not able to bear children for whatever reason. No sex for you. No sex for you. If you are over the age of, let's say, 60-ish. No sex for you. No sex for you. Um, So that's chill of them, Mm -hmm. I guess. I guess I don't know. They just want to tell kids, we have to push you toward having sex within marriage. And the state curriculum doesn't say anything about marriage being a requirement for sex. And that's what they're upset about. So, But the thing is, they're downplaying consent. That's oh, the sure. problem with no, this one. That is hugely problematic for a lot of reasons. I also want to circle back. Like, I'm really interested in these words that they use. And maybe this is like kind of Catholic part for the course kind of language. But authentic, I find to be a really interesting... Um, yeah, what's an inauthentic life-giving well, that's, relationship? That's what I was wondering is like, is it like no green card marriages or <laughs> or is it like your marriage has to be sanctified by the church or like I've never heard Catholics say like non-Catholics can't have sex that has I mean they have never gone that far so I don't know what they're getting at I don't either um but yeah no that's really chill as usual here's another here's another alternative change that they want to teach alongside the state curriculum Instead of teaching about reproductive technologies like in vitro fertilization, they want to make clear that procedures that a the only ones that are allowed, they have to aid you in sex and pregnancy within the context of a marriage. So same uh, restrictions as before. But for example, saying like donate sperm and we'll do this baby outside like in a lab. No. no. And they want to make sure that's clear. Like so, I could do like hormone do shots. I think that's allowed. But I couldn't do in vitro fertilization. But you couldn't donate an egg and do it in a lab or have a surrogate, I don't think. So So. that's, I've heard, I've heard kind of this sort of anti uh, in vitro fertilization talk from the Catholic church before. And I've always found it kind of befuddling because it seems that the church is very vehemently pro-life in a lot of ways. Like they just constantly like pro baby, babies are good, big families, all like um, um, birth control is bad. And so I guess I'm confused because God obviously didn't say anything about in vitro fertilization like in the Bible. It's not in the Bible, unquote. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I guess, I mean, I've always been baffled by this sort of obsession with sex that they have, especially like I, there's some part I kind of understand when we're talking about like kids and education and we want to make sure kids understand the consequences and we want to impose our morals. But like the fact that they sincerely do care what like grown consenting adults do is really honestly creepy, (laughs) if I'm being honest. And especially when you look at the leadership of the Catholic Church, which is all like all men having sex. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is not who I want to get the advice from. No, and I don't think I would like them to 
tell my kids like what sexual health is like they've never seen a vagina before like they don't know anything and they don't believe doctors so like (laughs) what are you bringing to the table sir I'm not done yet. Oh, no. Instead of teaching about condoms and birth control and contraception, which the state curriculum requires, they want to teach, wait for it, nothing. They said, quote, we are unable to teach any outcome that promotes a contraceptive culture. Culture? A culture of contraception that says condoms are okay. Yeah, no, this weird fucking restriction on sex, I find just, like... Oh, just it's it's like in it's unexplainable to me because it's not just that they are obsessed with like not having sex. It's what happens when you have sex and the context in which you have sex. And frankly, like I spend remarkably little time thinking about when other people have sex and what they do and why and for what reason. It's like the people who hate gay marriage are the are ones like who think about gay sex the with most. Like anal sex, yeah. so so much like. I spend zero time thinking about other people's sex lives. Usually, <laughs> I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna put a hard stop. You didn't on that go to zero there because <laughs> I need to give myself wiggle room. Because who knows? But like, just this idea that like what somebody does in their personal life that doesn't hurt anybody else is just. I mean, it's dumb is what it is. And it's so arcane. And it's leaving this group so far in the past. Like this, this is not how a institution survives by like drilling down into their dumb shit that nobody else agrees with same-sex relationships which the state curriculum has have never happened never will they say we want to make it clear that it's okay to have same-sex attraction but don't you dare act on it cool they also the state curriculum talks about anal sex and oral sex simply that these exist exist and the Catholics want to talk, they want to ignore it altogether unless it's to talk about, quote, the risks and health concerns associated with them. Because all sex must go toward making babies. Those do not. Therefore, there must be something wrong with it. It's dumb. It's fucking dumb. And, like, since since when do kids, like, do they sincerely think that if we don't talk to our kids about oral sex... They will never find out about it. They will it. never figure never. it out. Like, that is the height of naivety. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Oh, wait till I get to masturbation. There's more? Oh, oh yeah. Masturbation, Catholics <sighs> don't want to mention it in no. the curriculum because it's, quote, not part of God's natural order since it doesn't lead to impregnating your spouse. Um, they don't want to mention it. Okay. Or at least they can mention it, but they don't want to say it's okay. They don't want to promote it. (laughs) It feels really, really good. Don't do it. Don't. Don't. No, don't. Hey, (laughs) 13-year-olds who who historically have really good (laughs) self-control, don't do it. You know that thing you enjoy? Stop it. Stop it. That's always worked. Uh, they don't want to teach about gender or gender I- uh, gender identity, how That's it's fluid, how some people can be transgender. The thing I've ever heard in my entire life. They want to push the idea that gender and gender identity are always linked to one's natal or birth sex. Okay. So transgender isn't even a thing yeah, in their world. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, denying that people do things like sex is dumb. Denying that, like, people exist... exist is really working on some next-level shit, huh? And then finally, instead of teaching about pornography, again, that it exists, Catholics just want to steer everybody away from it, and the only way they want to discuss it is to talk about how harmful it is, especially to the people involved, because they're all, like, drug-infested, abused people. Here's the thing. Yeah. There is an important conversation that's worth having about (laughs) about porn workers, sex workers, and things like that, um, this isn't that. This is not what the Catholic Church is doing, and I don't believe for a fucking second that they care one lick <laughs> about these actors. Also, really good, like, if, if they think kids aren't going to figure out oral sex or masturbation, like, yeah, good thing pornography is not available anywhere. <laughs> like, good job. Yeah. Like, so, one wrong keystroke on, <laughs> on Google. Will lead to many more strokes. Oh, God. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know what? I heard myself say it, and I was like, maybe he'll let it go. You set it up. So, all of this was obtained by the Edmonton Journal via Freedom of Information Act. Uh-huh. This proposal for an alternative curriculum, um, it's just awful. Now, here's the good news. There yeah. is good news. Real good news from this. Canada said, uh, no. That's exactly right. <laughs> 
state officials. Oh, I knew I liked you, Canada. <laughs> state officials were like, they saw this thing and they were very clear that they want nothing to do with it. The premier of the province was like, we'll never teach this if this is how it comes to us as oh advertised. Oh, my God. And they, uh, one of the, the premier said, nowhere do the rights of religious freedom extend to that person's right to somehow attack or hurt others. I think talking about the transgender thing. Mm-hmm. We will not use public dollars to have sexual health programs that deny science, yes, that deny evidence, yes, and that deny Canada. human rights. <laughs> okay. So they're basically saying no. We're if we're giving you money, which they do in Canada uh, for Catholic schools, then you're not gonna teach this alternative that's not even a real alternative. It's just religious nonsense. We're not paying for that. So good wow. on them. Look at that. That made me very happy. <laughs> so so guess what the Duck Dynasty dad is oh, up come to. On. I, I bet I don't care. <laughs> you do care. No. He's on Fox News because Phil Robertson is still around, even though the show's been off the air for a while. Wait, which one's Phil Robertson? The dad with the beard. Oh, 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 oh. gotcha, 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 yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the, the Duck Dynasty I see what you dude. mean, I'm sorry. I... So he was on Fox Business News, because sure. he's the guy you want to talk to when it comes to business. Well, to be fair. He did have a business, He did have a I business. Guess. So Of beards, I He think? didn't, of uh, pretending Duck. to be mating ducks to get other ducks to come by so we could shoot you. I think that's what they did. Like, we'll fake duck sex calls so that we can kill you. It's a business. <laughs> I don't get, I don't know, white, I know. white people. I don't understand you. No, I'm sorry. I just, I've... I, I don't hunt and I've never hunted, but I've been around hunting culture a lot. And that was just the best description <laughs> of a call. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay, keep going. Yes. Yeah, Robertson. Robertson? Robinson. So, Robertson. Robertson. So, he was on Fox Business News. Yeah. He wasn't talking about that, by the way. Here's what he wanted to say Ooh, to the that? host, Liz. I've noticed, Liz, I'm going to quote this completely, and we can all react to it afterwards. I've just noticed, Liz, that where there is no Jesus, the crime rate is always high. The murder rate is high. Where there is Jesus, the crime rate and the murder rate is always low. No matter what anyone tells you, you look at that, you say, huh. Therefore, I would just recommend, because of that, why don't we try Jesus in America? Let's go back to God. We all need to repent. We're all full of sins. We repent and we love God and we love each other, blah, blah, blah. If there's no Jesus, the crime rate and murder rates are high. That is a lot to unpack, Hammett. So did you do any research to find out if there is any basis in reality of what he said? I'm glad you asked. Yes. Yes. I love when you do research because I right. don't. <laughs> so I talked to Phil Zuckerman, who is this wonderful professor in California who has done probably more research on this topic than anyone I've known. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Do you- hey, Phil, <laughs> check out this clip reaction. And he basically, uh, his email back to me was pretty much a giant, what the hell? <laughs> Here's something he's written in the past about this very issue, though. When it comes to nearly all standard measures of societal health, including homicide rates, the least theistic states in the U.S. generally fare much better than the most theistic. So, for example, highly religious Mississippi, twice as likely as secular New Hampshire and highly religious... I'm sorry. Highly religious Mississippi is twice the the child abuse fatality rate than New Hampshire, which is not religious. That is a horrifyingly specific statistic. Kentucky's abuse fatality rate four Uh times higher than secular Oregon's. It is clear, says Zuckerman, that a stronger increased presence of secularism isn't the damaging threat to society. He actually wrote a book called Society Without God, which talks about countries, not states. And here's what he said there. This is even more to the point. It is the highly secularized countries that that tend to fare the best Mm -hmm. in terms of crime rates, prosperity, equality, freedom, democracy, women's rights, human rights, educational attainment, and life expectancy. Yes, there are some exceptions. Uh, Vietnam is highly secularized, but human rights are awful. Mm -hmm. Same with China. But he adds, those nations with the highest rates of religiosity tend to have the most problems. Uh, high violent crime rates, high infant mortality rates, high poverty rates, high rates of corruption. 
The point is, having Jesus in your country, in your state, it doesn't fix everything. In fact, it in a lot of ways, the belief, the mentality also correlates with other things that are bad for you. Right. So, And I'm really glad he said that the rise of secularism doesn't equate to a rise in crime. Because I feel like that's a tricky thing to be like, if you're more secular, you're less like, like, I feel like you can fuck up some correlation versus causation there. Yeah, he's um, not saying causation, right. just saying correlation, this doesn't, doesn't pan out. So, <clears throat> what, I completely lost my train of thought, I'm sorry, while you're eating. Phil Robertson is full of shit, is yes. what he's getting at. And again, where is he getting this oh. information from? I have no idea. It's well, not I, like he provided it on Fox I mean, it doesn't matter, right? If he said it, and he said it with a platform, people are going to believe him. Well, and here's the other thing. So, <clears throat> when he he kind of ta- he does this thing that many conservatives do by their very nature they're trying to conserve some sort of like fictional idealist past right there, so you hear a lot of hearkening back to make america great again or you know we need to get back to jesus and things like that but and i don't have the statistics in front of me but from what i understand crime rates are at an all-time low murder rate is at an all-time low health like we're living longer health tends to be better like obviously some bad things are like you know obesity is up or or whatever but i this sort of hearkening back to this false time and really i mean and we can say what it is it's a time when white men had all the power and didn't have to share that power with anybody and so it was great for them or but you know if you talk to like a black woman and say do you want to go back to like 1950s post-war America like I bet they're gonna say no thank you so this it's such a veil it's it's this kind of dog whistle that we talk about of like we need to get back to when things were good and what they thought was good was men had all the power women stayed home children shut the fuck up and did what they were told (laughs) and black people weren't so uppity like it's really that's what they're asking for yeah and you and I also don't get the whole, uh, what we need is to try Jesus in America. Dude, we try it. Everyone tries it. Like, look at our <laughs> fucking currency. We, like, look at every president of the United States yeah. ever. I think we got when that one covered. When are we not trying Jesus? I we've think tried we've it. had like a 250-year streak that's <laughs> Jesus strong. And our government right now, Donald Trump probably excluded, is full of conservative Christians yes. who are acting on their beliefs and fucking everything up. Mm-hmm. So it's not helping, is the point. So, thanks a lot, Phil. Uh, Robertson, sarcastically. Zuckerman, you rock. Oh. <laughs> so. Anyway. Oh, my God. All right. No, here's cool, here's but, a happy here's story. Thing, so, yes. like, just one more to put a cap on it. Like, the thing that frustrates me is it doesn't fucking matter what statistics are said and what research is done and what books are written. One fucking idiot who kind of throws out this generality and everybody's sitting, you know, all these like old conservative white dudes are sitting around their kitchen table like, yeah, we do need to get back to this. And now <laughs> You just, are right. More Jesus means less crime. There dumb. you go. Okay. And that's why we have Ten Commandments mar- monuments outside <sighs> Arkansas. Okay. Moving on. Okay. So there is a billboard outside of Texas it is outside the city of, in the city of Three Rivers, Texas, put up by the Satanic Temple. So it's not outside of Texas. Sorry. It's in Texas, it's outside in Texas. of Three in Three Rivers. I don't know. Hemin Somewhere in Three Rivers, lately. Texas, <laughs> from the Satanic Temple. And it says, our religion doesn't believe in hitting children. That's pretty good. Which, <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> which is like, really? What religion does believe in hitting children? Maybe the question you ask, and the answer is, It's the religion that's dominant in Three Rivers, Texas, because their public school district in the city voted over the summer to allow paddling as a form of punishment. You're fucking... Wait, okay, I'm sorry. Yep. I want to make sure I'm clear. Paddling in the the school? uh Uh-huh. Public school rear end. Fucking we're gonna paddle you. Kidding me? They voted six zero for corporal punishment. (gasps) No. Yeah. And so this is their response. The Satanists, like, hey, let us, the moral religion here, tell you something. Our religion doesn't believe in hitting children. Holy (laughs) shit! This is the same group, by the way. Uh, Another town in Texas, uh, a couple years ago, I think, a town. There was a vice principal, a male who literally paddled a teenage girl to the point where she had welts on her body a couple of years ago. Uh, they put up a billboard in response to that, too, that said, never be hit in school again. Exercise your 
religious rites. Because if you're a Satanist, one of their fundamental beliefs, one of their seven fundamental tenets in the Satanic temple is one's body is inviolable. Uh Don't violate me. Subject to one's own will alone. So don't touch my body is their rule. One of their commandments, more or less. It applies to paddling. Don't touch me because it's my body. It applies to abortion. You can't control what happens in my body. So uh, the point being, they're way more moral and with the best interests of kids and women and people who have to deal with this stuff than the Christians, presumably, who are in charge of these places. I don't know what... I don't know why I'm surprised that this is the thing that's coming back because it seems to be like this sort of old time religion thing really seems to be like making a big comeback. And one of those things is, is like treating your children and also your wife like a fucking piece of property or like some sort of like oxen who you can beat the shit out of if they're not doing the thing you want them to do. It's just, how do you pretend to be this peaceful loving church of God when you're like, yeah, but also like my five-year-old accidentally swore. So I beat the shit out of him and they'll learn him. Like, it's just, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, I, I, you know, when am I going to stop being surprised by this? I don't know. There is a evangelical a subgroup within evangelicals that believes training up a child, yeah. like beating them, yeah. but not like punching them, but like just, hit them gently with a rod or something is really the best way to go. And they have advice books about this. They take this stuff seriously. And it looks like the school district is saying the same thing. They're not saying let's whip these kids. They're saying, let's just basically spank them on the rear end, which again, in a public school, still not okay. I don't care if the kids walk out hurt or not. This is not a way to handle this issue. And I don't know any kid that walks away from that saying, well, now I've learned my lesson. I will never do that and again. what kind of fucking adult... Texas. <laughs> what kind of fucking adult... It's like, you know what schools are... Ma- I'm a teacher. You know what I want to be trained yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a teacher. I'm a shaper of young minds. You know what's one like arrow that's not in my quiver anymore? <laughs> Whooping my kids. Like, yeah. it just, like to be an educator and be like, no, I think this is a thing I need the right to do. I, know. I never got my training in that one when you I was didn't. at a school. Yeah, I know. So you don't know how to hit kids without leaving marks because that's a really (laughs) important tenet of them. Yeah, I don't hit them. That's it. That's what you do. And that works every time? Every time. Wow. Wow, It's like the abstinence of child abuse. (laughs) God damn it. Yes. (sighs) Every now and then the Catholic Church is onto something. (laughs) So... In Texas, since we haven't left that state yet, Texas, there is a, a school district, the LaPointer High School Independent School District. And here's the deal with the school district. They have a Christian flag up in front of, I think, one of the high school buildings in that district. A Christian flag? A Christian flag. It's it is flag basically a white flag with, you know, if you're looking at the U.S. flag yeah. where we have the stars, uh-huh. it's just a blue square uh-huh. with a cr- red cross in it. Uh-huh. The rest of it is white. Oh, okay. Of stars and stripes. That. That's the Christian That's flag. That's what that is? Yeah. So there's the American flag. I think there's the state flag of Texas and the Christian flag. And the Freedom From Religion Foundation wrote them a letter saying, you can't do that. You can't put up a Christian flag. Mm -hmm. They also added, we also know that you do more than this. You illegally promoted through your district and Facebook page uh, things like See You at the Poll, which Uh, is a student, supposed to be a student-led event. And they promoted the baccalaureate graduation ceremony, which is the religious graduation that is run by a third party. You can't promote that as a school district. But the flag's the bigger deal. It's got to come down. This district has not responded yet. But here's what's interesting about this. A few kids posted, I guess they went to the parking lot. This Facebook post has since been taken down, but I don't know why they do that. I have a screenshot. (laughs) But... I guess in the parking lot of the high school, Uh three kids with their pickup trucks drove into the parking lot and they have Christian flags sticking out the back of their windows or like out of the truck part of the Uh the truck. And they had like a nice picture of three cars in a row with these flags sticking up saying, we're defying the Freedom From Religion Foundation. That's not what that is. Yeah. And I I don't work for FFRF, but I think I can speak for them when I say the response is... Yeah, okay. fine. Yeah. Okay, no one cares. 
this is not defying us because we're fine with this because this is you as a student. Yeah. You have a right to promote religion. You have a right to carry the Bible and proselytize all you want. But when the district is doing it and the administrators are doing it, that's a problem. That's what FFRF is trying to stop. So I, the, God, the funniest what? thing is watching conservative websites flip out over this picture of the students' trucks where they were like just so excited about this. They called it defiant. They uh, One Facebook user was like, so you didn't like the one flag we had flying? How about three more? It's like they're not the That's same. Not Todd Starnes of Fox News, uh, who never misses an opportunity like this. He's like, these kids, they've decided to stand up to the atheists. It was quite a scene in the high school parking lot. Those Wisconsin atheists are about to learn why it's best not to mess with Texas. Okay, wow. Um, first of all, let's... <laughs> That's my Todd Starnes impression. <laughs> I like those Wisconsin atheists as if it's like those East Coast... Like, it's Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> all right, take it easy. Wisconsin does not need to be beat up on right now. Um, also that's not what that is. And I don't give a shit who flies what on their truck. Like if you have a Confederate flag on your truck, I don't think that should be legal, but it is a good indicator that I'm going to give you a very large birth, wide birth, wide, wide birth. birth. Um, also what is with this desperate need to be oppressed? It's built into the Christian conservative mentality. And it's so interesting of, of we like okay, so even given it the most generous reading of okay, we firmly believe that everybody in our school is Christian, therefore this flag we believe represents everybody at this school, which I would say is probably the most generous reading of of what they're doing. Um, even so, it's illegal, and for somebody to say like this illegal thing needs to be taken down. And this is, like, the man coming for them. When, like, no, you're the man. Like, that's what the man looks like. You're the one You're the one doing the oppressing, and yet you are playing the victim. But when somebody actually comes forward and says, like, hey, I'm gay, and therefore, like, this, wo- this woman won't let me and my wife stay in this hotel of hers or whatever, and, th- and then it's like, well, no, you're not being repressed. Like, just find another hotel. Like, I just don't. Where is the line? Who is allowed to be repressed or oppressed rather? <laughs> That's different. Who's allowed to be oppressed and who isn't? Is it just if you agree with me, everybody else is oppressing me if they don't? I think that's their mentality, yeah. It's definitely which Todd Starnes' mentality, which is way to go about the how world. he's been writing all of his articles for years. Because, like, let's be clear, they I've seen that picture of the three kids in their truck, and do you know what I felt? Literally nothing. Because I don't give a flying fuck what you do with your private life it is them who because if you know if we drove up in front of like your old high school with like atheist flags flying people would lose <laughs> their goddamn minds about it mm-hmm. and a difference between students and teachers doing it too and again sure so but, okay, the students doing it the students doing it it's none of anybody else's bi- it's not disruptive as long as you putting your flag up, it doesn't bother me. No one cares. And the atheists who are filing these lawsuits or threatening these lawsuits certainly don't care. No. So the question is whether the flag will come down in front of the and school. We're, they're, they haven't responded yet. We'll see. But, and this is, I was just talking to somebody about this that like I hate, it might have even been on this show, that I hate doing like the tiny little like, oh, we're going to sue a high school to take down their Christian flag. Because it just like, it's a bad look. It makes us look like dicks. But you have to, because yeah. otherwise you they gain this foothold, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we've had this. How come we can't have a cross? And we have in God we, we trust on the money, therefore we can do everything we want. Yeah, and how come yeah. we can't have prayers at school? Because like, it's just, it sucks that it has to be this way. But the fact that like the like the largest religion in the country insists that they are the ones who are like being prevented to have their religious freedom is so fucking rich (laughs) that like, yeah, no, fine. I sure cost your tiny school thousands of thousands of dollars in law, law, law fees is what I was going (laughs) to say. That's not what that is. What is it? Legal fees. Legal fees. God damn it. I told you it's too early, (laughs) but like you're making this choice and like, don't make us be the bad guys because you made a shitty choice and you're willing to like flush money down the toilet in law fees. 
Gloffies. Stupid. Okay, there yeah. is, you're going to kind of enjoy this. Okay. Even though it's a sad story. Okay. Uh, I'll preface it. A couple <laughs> of years ago. What about me? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to speed ahead here. A couple of years ago, uh-huh. this guy, Jack Rule, and his wife, Diane, they wrote an article for an uh, outlet called the National Catholic Reporter, okay. where they tried to estimate what the sex scandal within the Catholic Church has cost the church. Because this is an interesting question. When you talk about payouts, all the millions of dollars they have to pay out in these settlements, all the, I don't know what else, retraining, therapy, the things the victims need, all this stuff. Well, and I would say maybe the cost of like moving the priests around. Yes, the cover-up as well. All of this. They tried to put a number on it worldwide. And they, I mean, he's a professor of economics, I think, like this, he's not coming out of nowhere Uh on this. And what he came to, their number was $3,994,797,060.10. That was more exact than I expected. It's nearly $4 billion. And that was probably an underestimate, they said, because they don't know how much money is spent on, quote, therapy for victims, supporters of offenders, and operation of safe environment programs. And there's no way to know exactly how many people have been offended by it. Yeah, how many people haven't come forward and said all this stuff. So they were like $4 billion is what it's cost. Okay, they clearly have an issue with the abuse scandal. And what I didn't realize about them then, because their names were not relevant to me at the time, Mm -hmm. it turns out Jack Rule, the guy who wrote that, his mother died a couple of years ago too. And it turns out she was a devout Catholic most of her life. When the sex abuse scandal started getting into the public eye, she kind of got disillusioned by the church. She was still kind of Catholic, but she was just unhappy with the church. Sure. It's, it's that limbo that a lot of Catholics, I think, mm-hmm. are Culturally Catholic. Cultural Catholics. Like, she didn't want to leave because it meant so much to her, but look at what the people are doing in it. Okay. So, she wanted to get buried in a cemetery run by the Roman Catholic Diocese of Joliet, not far from where we are now. Mm-hmm. She wants to get buried in the cemetery, the Catholic Church's cemetery. So the son's like, okay, fine. They did that. And he recently said, you know what? We want to put a marker on her thing because in the last years of her life, uh-huh. she actually spent a lot of time, I think she donated a lot of money in support of the victims of Catholic Church oh, sex her. abuse. And so he sent them $350 so they would put an inscription, the engraved inscription marker on the gravestone. Here's what it said to the mother, under the mother's name. She supported priest rapist victims. Whoa. (laughs) She supported the victims of rapist priests, more or less. But she supported priest rapist victims. That is none of a that rough turn of phrase. <laughs> it's, yeah, the phrasing could use some work. I guess they were trying to condense it into five words or something, but none of that's inaccurate. No, they, they were rapist priests. Uh-huh. She did help the victims. Yeah. So whatever. So he submits that to the church. Guess what the archdiocese says? You're right. Our priests are rapists. <laughs> Here's what they said. This is not a subject that we at the Diocese of Joliet shy away from. It's a sad chapter in our history that we think about daily. Our concern must be with the many people who visit Assumption Cemetery with the expectation that their quiet time with their loved ones will be peaceful, tranquil, and free of stress and anxiety. Would you say they have an assumption of a stress-free visit? If this was Twitter, I'd be like, delete your account. (laughs) But they you said, can't delete me. I'm in the meat space. They actually said, this is the weirdest part about all this. They said, what if we substitute rapist with something like she supported clergy sex abuse victims or she supported victims of clergy sex abuse. So it's not about the word count either. But it's not as blunt and yeah. hard hitting as rapist. And he's like, no. Wow. Now, this is a private cemetery. The Catholic Church can do what it, it wants. Mm-hmm. There is no lawsuit that's going to be filed here. But here's basically what it comes down to. This guy wanted to put up in honor of his mother this thing that calls out rapist priests for who they are. Yeah. And the church is like, mm, we don't want to do that because it might offend some feelings. They're way more concerned about the feelings of other people than it seems like the actual crime that took place because Joliet gave out millions of dollars mm-hmm. too, as did many archdioceses. No, you got it. They, they gave out millions. They had to deal with this issue. They were around when it happened. But 
But is someone oh, calling man. them what oh, they man. are? Someone's yeah. probably calling it out. They're like, nope. So interesting story. I mean, they will get the final say in this, but come on. This guy, Rule, I mean, he's trying to be open and honest and blunt, Uh and I get that that rubs them the wrong way, but come on, of all the ways you can atone for your sins, letting people call you what you are or what those priests are, yeah, they were rapists. Yeah. That, you should acknowledge that and say, we're trying hard to be better. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting predicament for them. Yikes. Mm -hmm. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough all over. So... I got one. No, I got two more for you. Okay. This one, uh, Pastor Robert Jeffress. He is one of Donald Trump's favorite pastors, Christian right pastor. Trump actually. Jeffress. Jeffress. I must be thinking of somebody else. Um, He gave a shout out to Jeffress on Twitter saying like, go buy his book, basically. Oh, cool. "Uh." That's a really chill thing for a president to do. I know. Jeffress is the guy who said a few months ago, God gave Trump authority to take out Kim Jong-un. Oh, yay. (laughs) Uh, Jeffress also said the kneeling NFL players make God mad. They make Jesus mad because God wants us to respect the government. I don't think God so, said that so Last much. weekend at his church, because he is a pastor of First Baptist Dallas, it's a mega church there, he basically gave this long sermon trashing three Supreme Court rulings that have ruined our country. And, of course, one of them has to do with the multitude of Supreme Court decisions that removed mandatory Christian prayer from public schools. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read you some of what he said here. You know, every time I'm debating one of these pinhead lawyers, this is the pastor in a sermon saying this, these pinhead lawyers from the ACLU or the Freedom From Religion Foundation on Fox News, I always ask them about this. I say, can you explain to me why in the 1860s it was constitutional to teach the Bible or to pray or to put nativity scenes in the public school? But in, I don't know, 1980, 120 years later, you can't even post the copies of the Ten Commandments. Can you explain to me what changed? Did the Constitution change and nobody told us about it? And do do the judges today have greater insight into what our founders meant than those who live closest to the founders? No, they never have an answer to that. What's changed is this. We have allowed the atheists, the infidels, the humanists to seize control of this country and to pervert our Constitution into something the founders never intended. Hmm. Where do you want to unpack that? Oof. Well, yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? We've, we've <laughs> seized control of this country. Yeah, Can you bel- this is news to I me. I must have missed that part. I didn't know I was president. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. does that make me? Uh, vice. Yes. You're like I didn't want to Kellyanne Conway... Of this administration. I thought you were going to at least give me some, like, Pence shit. I'm you're Kellyanne the, Conway. You're the Pence. You're I, gonna sh- I didn't think that was a compliment. Well. None of this is a compliment. Nobody wants to be Pence, but. You can be president. Be, Congratulations. I can be Joe Biden. Oh, oh that's thank true. You. So, we're, yeah, we, if you think we have all the power, let's trade places. Because I would love to have your lack of power, apparently. So, okay, I, I do want to discuss, like, so when we talk about in the 1860s. Yeah, let's talk about that. What was going on in the 1860s as a, not that year, but like in general, let's talk about where the constitution, what it said, women couldn't vote. Yeah. Uh, black people still didn't have a lot of rights. Personage. It wasn't personage. Uh, yes, Christianity was taught, but even the public school system wasn't really established until well after the civil war. So, I mean, yeah, all kinds of things were like, <laughs> What's the famous end? Like Irish need not apply, like that yeah. kind of thing. I don't think that. I the think point is, we look at the Constitution, we reinterpret it to be better, more fairer, more just in theory, all the time. That's mm-hmm. why we still need the courts and the judges. Yeah. It's to say, let's go back to our document, founding document, and see if we're doing things correctly, and then we adjust. You know why we have amendments? Because the Constitution had some mistakes or omissions. Yep. So this idea that the Constitution was set in stone in whatever 1860. That's not the case. That's right. l- there's literally a workaround in the Constitution for that. Because so, d- when you say this isn't what the founders intended, and I think that's such a fucking dangerous th- thing to say <laughs> of like, oh, what the founders intended, because like that is who that's a slippery slope whole, back into Slaveryville. Yeah, like the whole point of why we have courts is to say let's r- interpret and, the vague things they are saying. And that's the thing is that's exactly what they intended. They set 
up the system to be like, things are going to change and we need to change with them. Like there were people upon the founding of the country who were like, we should probably outlaw slavery now. And they purposely backburnered it knowing that that is a thing that they can do in the future is, is amend the constitution to, to, to eliminate slavery. But just again, this fucking oppression Olympics that they're having kills me. The fact, like, literally what this man is saying is that everybody in the country is not doing what I want to do, and therefore I am being oppressed. So it's not just, oh, the, if if he said, I am not allowed to pray in my home or in my church, or, or in my school, like, you can pray where the fuck you want to pray, but... Literally, he is saying, we're not making every single fucking citizen of this country believe exactly what I want to believe and do exactly what I want to do and behave how I think they should behave. And therefore, I am oppressed or we have given up the power to the atheists and the humanists, like as if that's... (laughs) You forgot infidels. Infidels. How can I forget the infidels? But it's just fucking garbage. And this is like when we talk about privilege and we talk about things like this, this is exactly what it is, is it's not like this man is so fucking beyond privilege that he actually thinks that everybody in the country should do what he does because he's fucking nailed it. (laughs) He has found the secret. And just to be clear here, it is constitutional to teach the Bible in school as literature. It is totally legal for kids to take a Bible to school or to pray in school or to have a stupid Christian flag in your truck outside the school. That's fine. We have to, like, the law is basically saying, you know what, let's not assume everyone's a Christian and pretend that they should all obey our religious rules. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't you do what you want to do? Yeah. That's that's what he's so opposed fucking to. dumb. It's just fucking dumb. These dumb old white guys who just think that they have all the fucking answers and all of the rest of us are just like running around like chickens with their heads cut off. It's ridiculous. And I'm fucking tired of this moral superiority garbage. Yes. You want one more? Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. You're not going to like this one. Okay. So, Kevin, every week we talk about this. We end on a good note. I was looking for a good note, and then... You found the worst note? I found the worst possible (laughs) note. Okay, when we talk about sex education, which we've already discussed here, like, we know how to decrease the number of unwanted pregnancies. You know, you teach kids comprehensive sex ed. Yes, you're raising your hand. I'd like to raise my hand. I'd like to answer how we do that. Comprehensive sex education, access to birth control, um, education, period, other stuff All that's like that. good. Yeah, birth control, condoms. Make sure contraception is available mm-hmm. freely to those who need it. And, and you can people teach, know how they work. Yeah. You can teach abstinence is an option. That's fine. Sure. But don't pretend like that's the only option Then we can't talk about anything else. Okay. And we know what happens when you remove... If you teach about comprehensive sex education and mm-hmm. you do all these things that are proven to work the argument you get from con- some conservatives is that if you teach kids about condoms it and birth control permission to have sex you're basically giving them permission yeah you're basically saying you can do it but try it this way so that you don't get pregnant Here's the thing. okay i'm sorry finish mm-hmm. your thing sure so the point is they're the critics of comprehensive sex education they're taking something that's been proven to work and they're saying, but we don't like where the where your information might lead to. So we're going to try to stop you from teaching them about it. Ugh. Because suggesting that birth control is an option, even though no one's saying you have to use it, that hurts our feelings. That hurts this idea that we're trying to promote that sex is bad until you're in marriage. In marriage? Uh, yeah. All that sort of thing. Now, here's where I'm going with this. Okay. In Indiana... There's Uh-oh. been, a, in certain parts of Indiana especially, and this is going around everywhere, but specifically, there's been a spread of HIV and hepatitis C. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's spreading is because the drug users are sharing needles. That happens. Oh, really? Yeah. So one of the ways we know how to combat this problem for the people who are sharing needles is, needles let's not. make sure we give you a clean needle. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want you doing the drugs, but we definitely don't want you spreading diseases this way. So you give us the needle you were using, we'll give you a clean one, and then we'll focus on ways to get you off of drugs yeah. altogether. And they, that's seen really, really good success. And I want to say Canada, that's 
permanent. Uh, that may be true. I don't know, I but don't it either. has worked. Yeah. I mean, the studies show when there is a needle swap, a needle exchange, mm-hmm. it does lower the spread of HIV and Hep C and all that stuff. In Lawrence County, Indiana, and I don't know where that is in the state, officials are no longer supporting the needle exchange because they say that giving people syringes is basically giving them permission to keep doing all the drugs that they're doing. And one of the officials uh, specifically uh, cited the Bible, of course, in his to rationalize what he was doing. He's saying, you know, if it was a moral, uh, I had severe reservations from approving this motion Then he quoted the Bible saying, I don't know why. He just said, the Bible says I can't allow you to do this stuff. Chronicles chapter 7. Based on fucking what? nothing. The the evidence is so clear that this is helping people and saving lives, and they don't care. But they see it as a moral failing. That's what it always comes down to. If you have failed morally, then you deserve whatever consequences befall you. And so... If you if you're an alcoholic, then you just need to like buck up and stop drinking. Like if you're addicted to opiates, as so many people in this country are, somehow that's a moral failing on their part and therefore they don't deserve our pity or our help. Help. Yeah. And it's if you had a way to reduce this sort of disaster and the effects of this stuff, that sounds like it'd be a good yes. thing to do. And they're against that. By the way, in 2015, when Mike Pence was governor of Indiana uh-huh. and HIV was spreading, the problem was getting worse, he also said the same thing, no needle exchange. And the HIV spread got so bad that even he finally gave in and allowed uh, needle exchange programs in counties that were demonstrably suffering an epidemic, which has a scientific definition. Yeah. He said, all right, if you cross this threshold... Fine, do an exchange. If enough of you die, yeah. we'll deign to help you. It's, it goes so much against the whole pro-life idea. It right? does. And you're 100% right when you say that. Because we talk about, like, oh, people are, are a lot of times we'll call, instead of saying somebody's pro-life, we say they're anti-choice. Because if they're really pro-life, if what they really wanted was to make sure that babies were born happy and healthy and safe, they would make sure that people weren't getting pregnant when they didn't want to be pregnant or weren't getting pregnant when they're on drugs or in another situation where they can't, they they are not physically able to, or born into an, an abusive household, which we see all the time that somebody's with a partner and that a partner is abusing them and they get pregnant and they have no choice but to stay with that partner because of the financial burden of having a kid and no, they can't have an abortion because they should have kept their le- knees closed in the first place, which I don't see anybody talking about men keeping it in their pants when we talk about underage pregnancy, but that's another fucking point. But so, so what is it that you want? Is it that you want fewer abortions? Because we can show you how to do that. We've seen how to do that. We have numbers that back it up, but you don't give a shit. What you want to do is control behavior. And that's, that is so, that so flies in the face of this small government thing that, that conservatives pretend that they believe in this sort of live and let live and let businesses do things and let the free market decide. No, they want to fucking pull our moral strings. And so they, they can have this like cute little world that they think exists and it doesn't, there is poverty and there is addiction. And instead of just saying, Hey, don't be addicted to heroin, which by my count, hasn't ever worked. They're like, no, you don't get help because you made one bad decision in your life and fuck off. Which, like, imagine if people came in and they were driving too fast and wrecked a car and somebody was like, well, we should have been speeding, bleed to death on the fucking road. Like, since fucking when are we so unforgiving of a single mistake that, like, oh, you had unprotected sex because you didn't know how birth control worked and you were coerced into sex or chose to have sex? Too bad. You have to deal with this for the rest of your fucking life. This is it. This and is your life. Speaking now. of driver's ed, when we teach kids driver's ed, we teach them how to use a seatbelt. It yeah. doesn't say go ahead and drive recklessly. Right. It says, yes, you should do this to stay you, safe you while never know you're what's doing it. You don't know. Yep. It's a dumb idea. It's going to kill people in Indiana. It's like, and it's, thanks, it's like, Jesus. Oh, we put flirtation devices in seats in airplanes, and now all the pilots are driving in or flying into the ocean. It's a disaster. Like, yeah. no, it's, du- it's fucking dumb. Let people make mistakes sometimes and support them. It's fucking. Re- I hate everybody. So, what's your happy story? I, <laughs> I've, I've actually been thinking about this all day because I have had an exquisitely <laughs> lousy month. Um, so my happy thing right now is my dog because I'm working from home part-time. My contract's about to end. So, hey, if anybody has a job for me, 
I'll take it. Um, so I spend a lot of time with my dog, and I'm fucking obsessed with her. Yesterday, she howled for the first time. But more importantly, I've been bringing her to the dog park. You know the Springbrook dog park near us? Sure. Um, I bring her there almost every day, and like I made friends there. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's been and it's been really nice and like even in this shitty weather I've been like slopping around in the mud in my new boots and it's just a really nice thing that I get to do every day and hang out with my really really cool dog go on my Twitter at Blueberry if you B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E there's a there's a little, a little video of her howling that was it was really cute it started wait can I tell you how she howled the first time <laughs> I was singing take on me at her <laughs> <laughs> and she kept giving me a really dirty look that's the right response. <laughs> so I kept doing it, and then she howled, and I'm taking it as a compliment of my beautiful singing voice. <laughs> so that's the thing that makes me happy this week, because everything else in the world is trash. Excellent. What's your thing? Oh, your thing was the guy. I pissed off a state senator. That yeah, makes that's me happy. pretty good. Because I'm right. Yeah. Oh, also Halloween's coming up. I fucking oh, love it Halloween. It's going to be good. I've been watching a lot of scary movies this month. You don't watch scary movies? I don't watch movies. You don't watch movies? You know what's sad? You know what I kind of want to see? What? Saw 8, 7. What's the new one? I don't know. I've seen all of those. Heaven. Yeah, I know. What are your choices? I, I don't know. I feel bad saying this. I've seen all of the Saw movies, and I enjoy all of them. That's... Maybe you are soulless. Maybe everybody's <laughs> right. It's just That's stupid so and gory, and well, I find that hilarious. When I was younger, I was terrified of like anything scary because I would like psych myself out if I'd be home alone. I would like super like freak myself out. <laughs> and now I've kind of grown out of it. And so I've just been like binging through all of these old scary movies. And it's so fun. I really enjoy it. We just saw The, the Descent. And it's like a bunch of lady cavers who okay. get lost in a cave and then attacked by monster. It's cool. Um, anyway, it was very good. I like Halloween. I like scary movies now. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to my new friend's house to watch It, the original It. Look tomorrow. at you making friends. I know. I'm so proud of myself. It only took me a year and a half of living here. <laughs> Congratulations. Did I get off topic? No. Um, so follow us. At, you can go to our website, friendlyatheistpodcast.com. Go to um, Patreon slash dot com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. Yeah. How close are we to getting you to watch Star Wars? Close? I think it kind of stalled out. Oh, come on, so, guys. So come on, people. This is important to Get me. on that. Um, my Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitched Done. I'm starting to roll out holiday stuff. I know it's so early, but I just designed. <laughs> so I've been doing these like pumpkins with dogs in them. Oh my God. They're very cute. You I will take your word on that. <laughs> but now I'm doing um, little stockings with dogs <laughs> in them, little Santa hats. I just like Christmas a lot. Nice. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye.